Welcome to the weekly update, where we go in depth with a particular topic. Joining me today is workplace relations consultant Bree Marinia. Welcome, Bree. Thanks, Daniel. So, Bree, today we'll be talking about the health and allied management and admin classification changes that are effective from 1 July 2022. And it's the fourth of our series of implementation podcasts for that agreement, which was voted up by eligible employees on the 16th of March 2022. Yeah, that's right. But before we start, can you update members on where this agreement is up to? So the agreement was approved by the Fair Work Commission on Wednesday, the 13th of April, 2022, and commenced operation on Wednesday, the 20th of April, 2022. And I understand we've provided additional implementation guidance to members on the day of approval. That's correct. So on Wednesday, the 13th of April, we issued Bulletin 2746, which confirmed the agreement's approval, provided advice on the timing of back pay, and a link to a revised implementation guide. So with respect to that back pay, what was the advice in Bulletin 2746? So we advised that VHIA had secured flexibility with members on the timing of the payment for back pay. Uh, so those uh, wages and allowances that arose prior to the agreement coming into effect. So what we do is we encourage members to consider delaying the payment of back pay until the pay period after Anzac Day and communicate the timing of such payments to employees and the HWU as soon as possible. And we also provided advice by way of bulletin regarding the changes to the Anzac Day public holiday matrix. Which bulletin was this? We did. So on Tuesday the 19th of April, we issued bulletin 2748, which contained the revised public holiday matrix for Anzac Day. And I also believe we provided some guidance to assist on the implementation of the new managers and admin officers structure. That's correct. So in consultation with the HWU, we prepared and posted additional guidance to Yammer on Thursday the 14th of April to assist health services in implementing the new managers and administrative workers structure, particularly the progression of employees through the structure. So before we start, could you update members on where we're up to in the implementation journey for this agreement? Yeah, so on screen we'll show a roadmap for implementation advice and for those that are listening, we'll talk through it. So those of you that are looking on watching on screen can see that um, the table is now completely green, uh, save for po the podcast next uh, in, in a fortnight's time. But you can see there on screen that we've uh, completed uh, three of the podcasts today being the fourth. Uh, we've also issued the uh, implementation guide and salary circulars and hosted our EBA implementation forum. So the last component of our implementation uh, advice for this agreement uh, for the for this current round, and there will be opportunity uh, in the coming months for us to do some follow-up podcasts with respect to some changes. Um, but you can see that the the today is the second of the uh, the two last uh, podcasts for this uh, agreement. Yeah, so you mentioned um, that we did the EBA implementation forum and that was held on the 1st of April 2022. Where can members access the material from this forum? The members can find a copy of the forum slides and the recording on Yammer and MyIR. The approved agreement and the amended implementation guide are also available on MyIR with a copy of the varied agreement to follow. Okay, so our last podcast, which was number 219, we discussed the various health and allied classification changes which were effective 1 July 2021. And today we'll be focusing on classification changes effective 1 July 2022. 
That's correct. Uh, so there are various classification changes across um, the health and allied management and admin agreement that will be effective in July uh, this year being 2022. And what I'll do is I'll share those on screen and work through the changes. So members can now see on screen uh, the first of the two changes for 1 July 2022. Uh, the first change is the introduction of a revised healthcare worker classification structure. So there's two parts to this. Um, the first part is that from 1 April 2022, employers need to commence a review of all your existing healthcare workers against the new classification structure that's provided in Schedule 2D, which we'll move to shortly. By no later than 1 July this year, employers will need to review those existing employees and confirm in writing to them to which classification they have translated, effective from 1 July 22, and whether their duties change as a result of the translation. If an employee disputes this reclassification, it can be dealt with in the first instance by the AIC, and if it remains in dispute, it will be dealt with via the dispute resolution procedure. I'll move down to the second classification structure, uh, and then we'll move to the uh, schedules in, in the back of the agreement to talk through those structures uh, in more detail. Uh, clause 44 provides for the second of these translations, and it's the introduction of lifestyle assistant and complementary therapy worker structure. Much like the healthcare worker structure, uh, it's a two-part process. So again, from 1 April, employers need to commence a review of employees to determine whether any of your employees ought to be reclassified as lifestyle assistants or complementary therapy workers in accordance with the uh, classification structures in Schedule 2D. And then by no later than 1 July this year, you need to have reviewed those employees and notified them in writing to which classification they've translated and whether their duties change. And again, they have the opportunity to dispute that uh, if they do uh, wish to do so through the AIC and then through the dispute resolution procedure. I might move now through to the section of the agreement that uh, deals with these classification structures at section 2D. So we're now on page uh, 222, which is uh, the healthcare worker structure. So you can see here, this is the existing classification structure, uh, and we move through to the new classification structure, uh, which is uh, at the top or the, just, just below the top of page 224. You can see here that we've defined the term healthcare worker qualification, and this is the certificate three in individual support, the certificate four in aging support, or an equivalent qualification recognised by the employer. Members would note that the structures through the agreement that we've revised this time around have this new layout, which provides for the experience required, the qualification, the duties, and method of progression. So this is consistent across every classification that we've introduced. There will be some classifications that we didn't vary this time around that we will introduce this structure to uh, in the next round of bargaining. But you can see here that a grade, a grade one is someone who uh, performs the work of an unqualified worker. They don't hold qualifications um, or they do hold a certificate three, but they have less than 12 months experience uh, or less than six months experience holding a cert four. Um, you can see there the duties uh, are unchanged and there's progression points here. Uh, healthcare worker grade two, you can see here it's been focused really predominantly on the rather than duties. It's been predominantly focusing now on the qualification held and the period of time post qualification. So a grade two uh, healthcare worker will be someone who is a qualified, uh, qualified with a Cert 3 with greater than 12 months experience. 
uh, and that's full-time equivalent. So if someone's part-time, um, then it'll obviously be um, having regard to their translation will be relevant, having regard to their full-time versus part-time experience. Um, if they have a certificate form, they need to have six months experience full-time equivalent. You can see here there's a provision around uh, progression here. Um, employees can request uh, support within the workforce skills capability and mobility structure um, to obtain the certificate for in ageing support as well. The healthcare worker grade three is someone who is, uh, holds a certificate four in ageing support and has two years experience full time as a grade two. So you can see here the progression uh, provides for both experience, but also the possession of a qualification. So we'll now move to the um, structure that deals with complementary therapies and lifestyle assistance. So lifestyle assistance structure is brand new this time around. So you can see it, uh, it has our uh, structure with experience, qualification, duties and progression on screen. And then a level one or a grade one lifestyle assistant is someone who doesn't hold the lifestyle assistant qualification or they do hold a certificate three in aged care, but less than 12 months experience full time equivalent. Um, or they hold a certificate for them le with less than six months experience. You can see here the duties here have been developed in consultation with some of our operational reference groups around the work of a lifestyle assistant. Grade two is limited again to someone with a certificate three with 12 months experience or more, or a certificate four with six months experience uh, or, uh, or more. And the progression to a grade three is by appointment only. So someone with a grade three, uh, as I mentioned before, is by appointment only and the duties are provided here. And it's really around someone who is a leisure and lifestyle coordinator. So with respect to the lifestyle assistant structure, uh, the, def you know, the lifestyle assistant qualification is defined. Uh, it provides for a certificate three in aged care, a certificate four in leisure and health, or an equivalent qualification that's recognized by the employer. Moving now finally to the complementary therapies worker structure. Again, this is a brand new classification structure. Um, and a complementary therapy worker is um, is defined, and I might take the um, members through just understanding what this is um, really seeking to address and uh, providing quality of life improvement or improving well-being uh, in conjunction or usually in conjunction with conventional medical treatments. Uh, and they are part of a wider treatment plan devised by a registered health practitioner. So usually this is um, accompanying, uh, as, as it mentions in the classification descriptor, um, someone who may be undergoing, you know, for example, cancer treatment and wants to undertake um, uh, you know, complementary or alternative therapy. Um, we understand that um, there might be opportunity for that, uh, but as also, you know, in uh, aged care or dementia care, there's opportunity also for um, some uh, complementary therapy work as well. So it's not limited to any specific area. Um, this is an area where we suspect there'll be some growth. Um, but you can see that we've kind of spelt out types of complementary therapies. It's obviously indicative and not inclusive, but it includes acupuncture, relaxation, uh, meditation, gentle exercise, therapies using herbs and plants, massage, Reiki and aromatherapy. Um, the classification descriptors are provided here. Um, given it covers quite a broad area of qualification, really we've we've limited it to um, the type of AQF framework. So the, the first level is someone who has a um, is either unqualified um, or doesn't hold holds a qualification, but it's not recognized as equivalent to an AQF3, which is the equivalent to a certificate three. Um, someone who's a complementary therapy worker too would hold a qualification uh, and that's recognized as an AQF3. Uh, and the complementary therapy grade four 
uh, is someone who holds a AQF uh, level four, which is a certificate four. Um, so again, the, this is a very, very new classification. Um, we There will be opportunity for growth within it, um, but there'll obviously be opportunity for, for guidance to members around implementation. And if there are questions around whether someone properly fits within complementary therapy or, or elsewhere, and it might be that they might fit partly in leisure and lifestyle and partly in complementary therapy, we can have a discussion um, and you know have a look at that internally maybe even engage with the union around some assistance around making sure this is implemented properly. But these are classifications that were sought to be introduced to address um, consideration by both the hospitals and by, by the union. So that both uh, the VHIA and the HW put in claims around introducing these classifications. Um, so we're, we're hoping to make sure that they can be implemented correctly. Thanks for taking us through those, Daniel. So what upcoming implementation material can members expect? So in addition to the further implementation podcasts, uh, including our next podcast on early implementation issues, members can also expect a bulletin regarding the implementation of entitlements to back pay for terminated employees. Okay, and if members had any questions about implementation, who should they contact? So members are encouraged to inquire by email to query at vhia.com.au by telephone on 9861-4000. Great. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Bree. Thank you.